Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Heads Talk with me, Elaine Pringle-Schwitter, the podcast where we talk to C-level executives, leaders of institutions and heads of multinationals. What are the current topics they talk? We listen. My guest today sits on a number of advisory councils. She is also the chief executive of the Swiss Wealth Advisors Organization. We have a lot to talk about in this concluding episode of the FinTech series 2022, and I'm looking forward to the conversation ahead. The topics will range from new investment focus, country-specific operations, and the current external factors are influencing investor decisions. But before we get into that, here's a brief message. This episode is sponsored by Eurus. Eurus Private Capital Forum is transitioning online with on-demand sessions offering attendees the utmost flexibility to access industry-specific content and deals on their terms. Launching this coming February, Eurus 2022 will bring together 100 speakers from across Europe over a broad agenda covering private equity, venture capital, real estate and private debt. For details, visit www.eurusforum.org. Podcast with your host Elaine Pringle Schwitter. Jacqueline Hess is the CEO of Vontopel Swiss Wealth Advisors, an SEC registered investment advisor headquartered in Switzerland, which is part of the Vontopel Group. Prior to joining Vontopel, Jacqueline worked for over 25 years in international tax in the Big Four, both in Switzerland and the USA. She has been a member of the Deloitte Swiss Executive and most recently managing partner of Deloitte Private in Switzerland, and before that, the managing partner of Deloitte Tax and Legal in Switzerland. Academically, Jacqueline is a Swiss certified tax expert and holds an AB from the University of Chicago, a JD from Cornell Law School, and an LLM from KU Leuven, Belgium. She's a member of the Tax Chapter Committee for the Swiss American Chambers of Commerce, a Swiss Advisory Board member for the American Swiss Foundation, and the founding member of The Boardroom, a think tank that is a private professional network built to drive more women into the boardroom and ensure that they remain there. We may touch upon this in the course of the discussion. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Jacqueline to Heads Talk. Many thanks for being with us today. Hello, Elaine. First of all, thank you so much for asking me to join you on your podcast today. I'm simply delighted to be here. I, I'm absolutely delighted to, to have you and that you've actually made the time to join me here today on Hesco, as mentioned, this is the concluding episode of the FinTech series and, and who better to conclude it than to have you on board to, to talk about your, your area of business. Let's get right into it um, with this introductory question. Um, please tell my listeners about Vontabel and your role within the organization. You joined at the most unfortunate time and um, elaborate on how that was for you. You know, as you indicated, I'm the CEO of Vontopel Swiss Wealth Advisors, a SEC registered investment advisor based in Zurich. Mm-hmm. And this is a subsidiary of the Vontopel Group, a leading investment firm with Swiss roots. Mm-hmm. The business which I lead is our American wealth management business. That business has branches in Geneva, New York, and Miami, in addition to our Zurich headquarters. Mm-hmm. As an SEC registered investment advisor, we are also regulated by FINMA 
in addition to holding a license to provide qualifying wealth management services in varying Canadian provinces and being MIFID compliant. Mm -hmm. Our mission is to empower investors to build better futures. We help our clients making investment choices in support of their objectives. Let mm -hmm. me give you some examples of that. Would that be okay, Elaine? That'd be great, thank you. Super. So first, we facilitate direct foreign investment. We invest directly in foreign markets and currencies, providing real diversification for our clients. In addition to that, we're active managers. Our portfolio managers have defined strategies and pick stocks and bonds. We do not rely on ETFs to do the work. We are a renowned pure play investment firm in Switzerland with a global view and a deep investment culture. We have access to research and ideas about the rest of the world that are useful for our clients. Further, we focus our investment strategy around strong growing businesses with strong balance sheets and high capital returns at a reasonable valuation. Mm -hmm. One more point that I think is important is that we are truly client-centric. We engage in a conversation with our clients to find the right strategies. In addition, we also have more than a decade of experience with US tax reporting, SEC and IRS compliance, and we deliver foreign tax reclaims. We also arrange for custody of physical gold in Switzerland, which you can imagine right now is quite popular with our top clients, particularly in these changing times. Last but not least, we also seek to diversify performance. Over the last decade, US markets have performed extremely well, and this has led to risk concentration and higher valuations. Globally diversified portfolios can reduce risk and offer the opportunity for better performance. And, you know, we, we briefly talked about the precarious times that we're living in. And when we said that, we were talking about uh, COVID. Um, but we have a new challenge. We now have a new challenge. And sort of these days, we cannot have a conversation about business, economics, or, or financial activity without introducing the current war in Ukraine. How, if at all, has your organization been affected by the conflict? Yes, um, indeed. We haven't been overly affected as an organization, and I mean Fontobel Swiss Wealth Advisors, given our investment strategy and predominantly our American client base. In relation to our investment strategy, even before the war started, our clients' portfolios had very limited exposure to Russian stocks and bonds. Mm. You see, our caution regarding Russian assets has mainly been driven by risk considerations. In relation to Russian companies, the level of opacity can typically be quite high which is a key risk factor for any investment decisions. Mm -hmm. Moreover, the Russian economy is extremely focused on the commodity sector, which is highly cyclical and does not offer much growth. In contrast to this, our investment management prefers to invest in highly transparent quality assets, which can offer strong and predictable longer-term return expectations. Okay. and. Um... Have the client's direction and investment strategies changed as a result, or has it made investors nervous and a little less bold prior to this war? So I think that's a really good question, and let me take it in two parts. Let me start with, have our client's direction investment strategies changed um, recently? So from our perspective, we already started to reduce the equity percentage in our mandates during the second half of 2021, and we continue to do so since the beginning of this year. Mm -hmm. This reduction of portfolio risk was not only a reaction to geopolitical events, but also motivated by growing global headwinds. 
high inflation pressures, rising yields, supply chain bottlenecks, a slowing economy, and prospects for aggressive monetary tightening in the U.S. are certainly a challenging environment for global stock markets. Mm-hmm. We believe that there's a higher likelihood of ongoing volatility in stocks over the coming months, and the risk of a further stock market consolidation is not negligible. This demands for a more conservative positioning compared to the post-pandemic reopening boom. For us, becoming more conservative means reducing the equity percentage across mandates and focusing on high-quality stocks with pricing Mm -hmm. power, Mm -hmm. which can sustain high margins in the current environment of rising input costs. Becoming more conservative also means we are avoiding too much exposure to highly cyclical companies, which may suffer from declining economic growth. Mm-hmm. So that was the first part of your question. Yeah. The second part of your question was, has this made investors more nervous and less bold prior to this war and or I think you also may have mentioned COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, from, from my perspective or our perspective, investors typically get nervous when financial markets go through a consolidation or correction, and they are typically relaxed when markets start to go up. This behavior is often related in part to psychological factors, for example, fear. Now, Mm -hmm. our job as wealth and investment managers is to help manage such natural impulses so that investors do not harm their long-term financial targets. For most of our US-based investors, the current risk-off environment is nothing more than another correction. Our clients are following war-related news flows and feel great sympathy with the Ukraine. However, the biggest topic in the US presently is still inflation which is of course impacted by rising commodity prices resulting from the war. Mm -hmm. So most of our clients are long-term oriented and still stick to their strategic asset allocations. And only a few started to shift to a more conservative asset mix. What we are seeing as a result of the war is increasing interest to invest in Swiss assets. This is particularly the case as Switzerland is considered a safe haven in uncertain times due to its strong commitment to democratic principles, its strong currency, its low public debt level, and its defensive stock market with a high share of healthcare and food companies. You say Switzerland, in course, the safe bit. As you just described, that could be applicable in one or two other countries as well, surely? Well, I'm certain that's a factor too. Um, But over time, you know, as I said, our strong committed commitment to democratic principles, the currency, the low public debt level, and the defensive stock market mm-hmm. with the high share of healthcare and food companies, I think is quite relevant. Mm-hmm. So what I would say, it's all of the above. It's the mix. And, you know, it, and, and certainly neutrality um, does help. Mm. You know, there, there are other global issues and drives at the moment to include, you know, we, we've talked about it, where we are with covid and also this current um, sustainability drive. You talked about inflation, you talked about the rising commodity prices, and I'm sure you can name other few global um, activities as well. With all that is going on around the globe, where do you see the investment focus the most? And what are the trends and changes in wealth management that you are seeing, and how rapid is this? So we are seeing many trends. And, you know, in our business, despite having reduced the equity percentage across our mandates during the past month to adapt to a more challenging environment, we continue to keep our focus on equity investments, and we are are real strong believers in equity. Over longer periods of time, stocks deliver the highest returns by far among all liquid asset classes. This is true no matter if you go back 
20, 30, 50, or even 70 years in history. Mm -hmm. I already mentioned that currently there are plenty of headwinds for stock markets. As a result, we do not see much upside for stocks in the shorter term. However, our longer term expectations for stocks are still positive. Mm -hmm. History shows that the primary driver for stock market returns over longer periods of time are company earnings. There is a high likelihood that company earnings will continue to rise over the coming years as they have done in the past. Coming back to sticky price rises, which are increasingly related to the war between Russia and the Ukraine, I think it is important to stress that many investors see inflation as per se negative for stocks. Mm -hmm. In our view, this is a wrong perception of which factors are really impacting business. Stocks are real assets because their revenues increase with rising nominal growth. This means that companies' revenues typically profit from inflation as inflation increases nominal growth. Mm -hmm. However, not all companies profit from inflation in the same way. It is important to invest in companies with strong pricing power, which can most likely roll over rising input costs to their customers. Such companies are able to keep margins stable even if input costs rise so that they should do well in an environment of higher inflation. So really, that's where we are placing our investment focus um, the most in the current setting. As part of the question, you know, I talked about the drive in sustainability um, in this space is changing rapidly. Um, and how are you leveraging this for investments for your clients? Many of our investors are highly committed to the sustainability agenda. And of course, we're working closely with them to put together sound investment choices to meet their sustainable investment goals. Okay, um, I want to talk about the Canadian market because you've not mentioned that in, in our discussions. And I pretty much want to know um, in, in investment terms, what is the difference to that of the US or the Swiss um, market? And interestingly, why is there a difference if there is one at all? So let me tell you about what is happening in the U.S. first, because I think it's relevant to answer your question. The U.S. has the broadest and deepest financial markets in the world. Mm -hmm. For a long time, this made international investments less necessary. The U.S. is now seeing a surge of inflation, which just might continue longer than expected. This means the Fed will likely raise rates aggressively, and markets are worried about this leading to a possible recession. The Canadian economy is highly correlated to, and one could even say dependent on US cycles and growth rates. The Canadian dollar US dollar cross rate is an important factor which affects Canadians daily lives. The population of Canada is just 29 million people. The stock market is only 3% of the world's market and Canadians have always diversified by investing in the US. But perhaps should seriously consider investing more globally in other currencies with less inflation like the Swiss franc or the Euro and in different economic sectors than the energy materials and financial concentration of the Canadian stock market or the technology segment that is now 25% of the US market. Mm -hmm. In contrast or by way of contrast, the Swiss have always diversified globally because the country is small. The stock market dominated by pharmaceuticals and food companies and the investment culture is highly sophisticated. Now, the interesting challenge is that the Swiss inflation rate, which we project at 2% in 2022, is dramatically lower than in other developed economies. That implies that the Swiss franc should appreciate against other currencies, which it has done with the euro, but not yet with the US dollar. Mm -hmm. That is a headwind for Swiss investors who see their foreign assets lose Swiss franc value, 
but a clear opportunity for Europeans and Americans to invest in Switzerland. Mm -hmm. The challenge is quite different in the three countries. I mean, the US, Canadian, Switzerland, but in the end, investors are influenced by exposure to their home markets and their local asset allocation. Hope that answered your question, Elaine. It does, it does. And um, would you say the size of a country works against or for them in terms of investment? I think that's, um, I think that's a, an interesting question. What I would say is that investors are influenced by exposure to their home market. And their home markets obviously have an impact, whether they're, you know, just depending on the overall facts and circumstance of what that market is. Mm. Mm, it's okay. Right. In this concluding question, let's look ahead. Let's look at what's happening. Um, how do you want investors and potential investors to view Vontabel in the future? What plans do you have ahead? Well, this is a very timely question, and I'm delighted to tell you about our our present and future plans. Mm -hmm. I'm going to continue to focus on our American private wealth business as we have publicly announced in late December 2021 that Fontobel has signed an agreement to acquire UBS's Swiss financial advisors business known as SFA. Mm -hmm. This is the Swiss headquartered counterpart to the Fontobel Swiss wealth advisors business. The closing of this transaction is expected to take place in the third quarter of this year. With this acquisition, Fontobel will further strengthen its platform for providing American investors with a global investment approach and geographic diversification. After the closing, Fontobel will be combining the two businesses. The combined business yep. is expected to become the largest Swiss domiciled wealth manager for U.S. clients seeking account in Switzerland for diversification purposes. The combined pro forma assets under management will more than double to over 10 billion Swiss francs. Fontobel Swiss Wealth Advisors has been in the American wealth management business since 2009. This includes the period where other banks were leaving the market. We are now taking a major step at Fontobel towards making Fontobel a global name for servicing sophisticated clients around the world and building towards our goal of increasing our U.S. client footprint and overall assets under management. We will be bringing together two great businesses with the intention of offering the best of both worlds to our clients, and we are really excited about this. Therefore, I would say, how do we want investors to view Fontobel in the future? The answer is simple. Fontobel empowers investors to achieve better, sustainable futures. Our purpose and approach and nearly 100-year family-owned history are an important part of that. Having said that, Fontobel as a listed company meets all requirements for transparency. The bank is very well capitalized, far exceeding the regulatory minimum requirements. Further, we bring together great investment minds from across the globe, allowing us to unlock opportunities that serve our unique client needs. That's how I would like Fontobel to be viewed in the future. Thanks for that, um, Jacqueline. I, I was actually just looking at two potential titles for this episode. One of them is Vontabel Better Sustainable Futures, and the other one is Vontabel Bring Great Investors' Minds Together. Let's, let, let's see which one will work best once we've had a full look at this episode. Jacqueline Hess, grateful and delighted to have you on the show today. Many thanks for your time and insights. Elaine, thank you for having me here. It truly was my pleasure. And it was great fun getting to spend this time with you. Thanks so much.
Thanks for joining me today on this episode of Heads Talk. Don't forget to subscribe to the show via my website, elainepringle.com forward slash Heads Talk, wherever you get your podcasts. Finally, I'd like to thank our sponsors, guests, and you for helping to make the show possible. Please join me next time where I'll be featuring more executives, C-suite leaders, and heads of multinationals. Heads Talk podcast with your host, Elaine Pringle-Schwitter.